1: a money monday on the answer that means a conversation with our friend josh pick of aptus wealth management 614-917-1040 is their number to set up your free consultation you'll get a 25 five dollar gift card to patronize the local business more importantly you'll understand the uncertainty of the financial planning you must go through to be ready for retirement when that time comes we all look forward to it but you don't want to get there and have surprises, and it takes planning. And Josh and his team at Aptus Wealth Management specialize in planning and wealth management. So, Josh, thanks for your time today. And it's hard to start our conversation with anything but Ukraine, and the images are uh, you know, searing. But in terms of the financial situation, we already have inflation in our country. Uh, gas energy appears to be uh, at least tied to this situation. We already have 60% higher natural gas costs in the U.S. Thankfully, winter is ending, but... As you look at this Ukrainian situation and how it impacts financial markets and retirement and all those kinds of things, what comes to mind? What are some of the things that roll through your head regarding that?
2: Well, I think it, behoo- it behooves us to say first that uh, although we're talking about the economics and finance of the situation, obviously it doesn't compare at all to the plight and uh, to sheer devastation that the people of Ukraine are going to experience and-, and toll that they're going to experience. So.
3: So well we're talking
2: economics, but but obviously, you know, our hearts go out to to the people of Ukraine. Absolutely. Um, You know, economically, if you look at all wars historically in in Ukraine and Russia, both being, you know, pretty heavy in resources in the way of, um, you know, oil, et cetera. We obviously import a lot of oil out of of both of those locations. And uh, I read somewhere that statistically speaking, you know, Ukraine's wheat production and sunflower production and a whole bunch of other uh, resources that they have are going to be affected And Anytime you have that scenario occur, I think we're going to see, one, what you already said, which is uh, spikes in the cost of real assets. And those real assets are uh, natural gas, oil, uh, food production, agriculture, etc. And, you know, ultimately that's going to lead to inflation. And the question that I have as we enter into this is the Fed has already said that they need to start raising interest rates to help curtail the inflationary pressures that we have in the United States. Well, if they do that now, and there's a supply chain issue, meaning mm. we're not getting as much in the way of resources from these other countries, are they going to be able to satisfy that raise of interest rate to curtail inflation? Or are they going to postpone that? And then what what factors that can have on the economy? And we don't know the answer to that.
1: So I saw, and we're with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. They're online at AptusWealth, A-P-T-U-S, com. I saw that the thought is the Fed may not go as far as it was planning to go on raising interest rates. Is that, you know, something that prolongs inflation or just what's what's the, what what would the ramifications of that be? Would you think that would be a wise way to proceed?
2: Well, there's always this tussling match between we need to make sure that we keep the economy barrel right. We need the economy to continue to grow and by economy, I mean the stock market and every area of the economy. But at the same time, we also need to rein in inflation. And I think, you know, on one hand, you could argue that if they don't raise interest rates, it will allow the market to continue to run. Whereas if they raise interest rates, one of the fears is is that going to slow down the overall growth of the stock market? But on the other side, while the market may be growing, what is the real rate of return? In other words, if you're earning six percent in the market but inflation's eight, are you really making headway? And the mm-hmm. answer in that scenario would be no. Now, I can tell you in all these things, the concerns that all my clients have are, how do I invest my money? And that hasn't changed. You know, economics and maybe weather forecasting are probably the only two uh, jobs where you could be wrong 90% of the time and still have a job. I mean, we're just doing theoretical analysis that might be able to minimize short-term volatility. Meaning, if you look at your investments, we want to minimize the amount of bounce that you have. You know, our fear is that we lose 20 30% of our money Mm. over the next few months. It doesn't change how you invest in the long run. Good companies will still do well. If you look at the Dow over the last hundred years, it's you know been remarkable. what it's able to accomplish. But the real concern is how do we use these economic issues to limit the volatility, particularly who people for people who are in retirement and need this money. Yeah. And yeah. the answer is you better be active in your allocation and, and take heed to the warnings and reallocate when necessary.
1: No doubt. Josh Pick is our guest, Aptus Wealth Management. This is their specialty, retirement, retirement planning, wealth management. They're located in Lewis Center. You can find them online at Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. Josh hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show at 4 p.m. Saturdays here on The Answer. And he and his team are available to meet with you. It's a free consultation. You do get a $25 gift card to patronize a local business, keep our local economy moving. But better yet, you find out where you stand, how you can get into a good position, for retirement and that scenario you just outlined josh is being you know uh talked about now with inflation and people have to adjust i think a lot of people i'm one guilty of saying well you know i get to retirement i'll withdraw x per month i think it would be incredibly challenging if you plan on being able to get x number from social security x number from your own retirement i've never even factored in like what if conditions change in the u.s and all of a sudden i have to adjust once i'm in retirement i mean i'm don't really think I want to go back to work. So is that part of what makes retirement and retirement planning so challenging?
2: Absolutely, and the, and the, and the uh, you know the goalposts have changed. Uh, if you look back, you know even twenty years ago, the the rule of thumb was you can withdraw around six percent of what you have in your retirement pools. So if you have you know half a million dollars, and you can retire, you can pull out thirty thousand dollars a year, adjusted for inflation over time, and be just fine but that was predicated on interest rates being and inflation being where it was mm. and 20 years ago you could get you know an average bond yield of around 6% so it all worked out well fast forward to today and we've seen this slow decline in what's been purported that you can take out it's gone from 6 to 5 to 4 and now you know not too long ago uh, all the journals were reporting that is this the death of the 4% because interest rates are so low and that can be daunting for folks when they get to retirement and hear things like, well, you have a million dollars. You can pull out, you know, $35,000 a year for the rest of your life. And a million sounded like a lot of money until you say that. I don't know that I necessarily agree with those numbers. And I think you can be a little more aggressive, but you have to, uh, maybe allocate your money in ways that didn't quite, uh, that, that worked in 2000 or 1990, but just simply will not work today. So you have to stay up to date on what you need to do, or you might find yourself living on a lot less than you thought you were going to, or even worse, pulling out too much and running out of money.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, the uh, possibilities are scary, and they're made more scary when conditions that you made your decision on change. This is why Aptus Wealth Management, Josh Pick and his team, are prudent choices for you, wise choices for you when it comes to retirement planning. You can reach them at 614-917-1040. They're online at Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, Aptus Wealth Uh, You know, we've talked before about the piece of retirement that Social Security is. Do Americans, I I saw a headline, Americans don't have a very accurate view of what they're going to withdraw in Social Security. That uh, the number I think is like $1,600 a month. Is that a blanket amount that everybody can withdraw or does that change for everyone? And do you find when clients come in and talk to you that they expect there to be more there than there actually is there for them via Social Security?
2: A lot of misinformation or misunderstanding when it comes to social security. And it, it's a pretty complicated, although it shouldn't be, it's a pretty complicated program. Um, even in the way that you, your, your income applies to the growth rate of your social security payment stream when you retire is weighted, meaning the first $10,000 that you make every year gets more credit than the last $10,000 that you make every year towards your social security payment. So when you retire, you're trying to figure out, okay, what's the average of my highest 35 years, and how does that apply to me, and what happens if something happens to me, does my wife get the same amount, or vice versa, or how does this all work? And people end up coming up with kind of some um, armchair ideas on how it works, But the reality is um, most people, quite frankly, end up with uh, more than they think they were getting uh, when they come into my office, which is counterintuitive to what you might think. Because most people today are not counting much on Social Security, but then there's a flip side, like you said, where people are counting way too much on it. Mm. And the answer is, you can just look it up and find out. Um, And one thing that we do here is we look it up and find out, and then we plan on when is the best time in your particular scenario to take Social Security as it relates to not just you and your lifetime to maximize the amount that you get. But how does that impact your tax scenario? How does it impact your... Uh, your surviving spouse should some, should something happen to you. All these things need to go into account to take to make an uh, educated decision.
1: You touched on, and then we were talking with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center. They're also online at Aptis, aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Their phone number is 614-917-1040. You can get with Josh and his team for a free consultation and get a $25 gift card for your time to patronize a local business. You outlined some things that remind me of where I was with my parents' end-of-life situation. They were both factory workers, and they relied heavily on Social Security. They had a few IRAs, but not much. And, you know, my brothers and I were kind of caught off guard with some of the issues financial, you know, related. We'll get into this more next week because I think it's a complex topic. But just in general, Josh, is there one overriding recommendation or thought you would have for people like me who have parents that are aging and are approaching end-of-life financial-type decisions while the parents are still here so that the parents don't make decisions that complicate things after they're gone for their kids?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, the and you're right, it's a complex issue, and I I look forward to diving into it a little deeper. But uh, ultimately, planning. The more planning you do, which I know I sound like a broken record when I say that, but the more conversations, the more planning And the more you get around probate uh, now, Mm. the better you are. And by that I mean at your passing, the goal would be that your beneficiaries, your children, your spouse, whoever it might be, can literally go with a death certificate and everything moves very, very smoothly, bypasses probate, eliminates taxes as much as possible. And there's a, a bunch of ways to make that happen. But all of them start with, you can't just put your head in the sand and say, well, you know, it'll all work out when I'm gone. Because when that happens, your beneficiaries are going to be obviously in a horrendous emotional state, not making logical decisions. And that is the perfect time for huge errors to happen and unnecessary money to be spent. So plan early and get all of your ducks in a row before it actually occurs is the best advice I have
1: yeah and that's such good advice because I would say, from my own personal experience, it is get answers from professionals like Josh, people who know the answers because while things may seem very uh intuitive to you going through it, to your parents going through it, the answers with the way the government thinks and the way the regulations are, it's not always intuitive. so get an expert. I highly recommend Josh and his team at Aptus Wealth Management. Their number is 614-917-1040. You reach them on the web at aptuswealth.com. You do get a $25 gift card for their free consultation that they take the time to spend with you to help you understand it and see if a relationship with Aptus is good for you. Josh also hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. That's Saturday at 4 p.m. here on The Answer. And as always, Josh, we look forward to speaking with you again next Monday at 1230 on Money Monday
2: you as well and i'm sure uh for those that are listening we're going to be doing a lot of conversations about market volatility in ukraine on saturday so if you want to hear more shameless plug i suppose but uh but but tune in this weekend
1: not shameless at all well said and thank you again for your time thank you bruce home stretch on a monday edition bruce Hooley show final day of February. We'll hand off to Dennis Prager, top of the hour. Thank you for your time today. Catch the podcast at 989theanswer.com. Recapping our top story, a citizen in Hilliard a while ago was trying to make a point that social-emotional learning, the pro-transgender ideology, uh, had not had any appreciable impact on the behavior of Hilliard students. In order to do that, uh, through a Freedom of Information Act request, Asked the district, for its disciplinary data for the last five years. If you had a bunch of disciplinary issues five years ago and then you started this social-emotional learning nonsense and you had far fewer disciplinary incidents, well, then it would be harder for this citizen to disprove that this stuff has no impact on discipline. The district was supposed to provide incident totals how they punished according to raw numbers. Instead, the district sent along the names of the students, the students' IDs, the offenses the students did or did not commit, and the action taken by the district. In short, they egregiously violated the privacy of 4,200-plus students in the district over the last five years. Parents should be up in arms about this. They may face lawsuits over this. This is a clear demonstration of the rank incompetence of people who were in on this self-committed uh, you know, self data breach. Typically, a data breach means somebody hacked in. No, well, they hacked out. They handed out the information. So they're incompetent in Hilliard. <laughs> and the parents have every right to be upset. This would theoretically affect a student's ability to get a job if this information falls into the wrong hands, get into college. Uh, they're supposed to protect the kids in Hilliard. They don't do that. They don't do it in a classroom, and they sure don't do it in response to an innocuous FOIA request. They're not responsive in Hilliard, so we'll take the story to the national media, and we'll smoke them out on Now, there is, as I said at the outset of the show as well, a deplorable defense of Joe Biden's lack of leadership. By those who say, well, at least he's not Donald Trump. At least he's not Donald Trump. You know, I, there are moms and grandmas with AK-47s in Ukraine fighting for their freedom. There are little kids losing fathers. There are people in apartment buildings being blown up. But at least Donald Trump is not a. president. At least there are no mean tweets. At least we don't have to deal with Orange Man bad. Now, this is the uh, empty rhetoric of idiots. And... In a country where 81 million people voted for Joe Biden, it should be pretty obvious that there are a lot of dumb people out there. A lot of people who were hoodwinked by media lies about Joe Biden being moderate and Joe Biden being a an adult who was back in charge. Mm. Uh, that is problematic. It is more problematic when an opinion shaper like George Stephanopoulos on a Sunday morning news show with war in Europe, the likes of which we have not seen since 1945, is one of the idiots who cannot get Donald Trump out of his mind. George Stephanopoulos, who has Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas, on his show yesterday, a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, probably a pretty good source on what's going on in Ukraine, but George Stephanopoulos could not get past something Donald Trump said last week about Vladimir Putin being smart and being savvy. Now, you don't have to think Vladimir Putin's a good guy to to agree that he is smart and he is savvy as a bloodthirsty savage waiting for America to be led by a bumbling fool as president in order to attack Ukraine. Stephanopoulos went at Tom Cotton, but Tom Cotton was not having it.
3: Hopefully, the Ukrainian army has anti-tank missiles that President Obama would not supply that we did supply last time Republicans were in charge in Washington. That's why it's so urgent that we continue to supply those weapons to Ukraine.
0: Why can't you condemn Donald Trump for those comments?
3: George, if you want to know what Donald Trump thinks about Vladimir Putin or any other topic, I'd encourage you to invite him on your show. I don't speak on behalf of other politicians. They can speak for themselves. I speak on behalf of Arkansans, who I talked to this week and who are appalled at what they saw in Ukraine, and they want me right now to fight in Washington to support those brave Ukrainians.
0: You're a senior member of the Republican Party. Donald Trump is the leader of the Republican Party, (sighs) He said last night again, suggested that he would be running for president. When Fox News asked him if he had a message for Vladimir Putin, he said he has no message. Why can't you condemn that? I feel quite confident that if Donald, that if Barack Obama or Joe Biden said something like that, you'd be first in line to criticize
3: him. Again, George, if you wanna talk to the former president about his views or his message, You can have him on your show.
1: Now, if you doubt George Stephanopoulos is a partisan hack, remember that George Stephanopoulos was Bill Clinton's communications director when the Jennifer Flowers tape came out, which confirmed that Jennifer Flowers and Bill Clinton were having an affair. And George Stephanopoulos told reporters that it was a lie, that it never happened. And then when the Monica Lewinsky affair happened, George Stephanopoulos had transitioned into the anchorman for ABC News. And the Drudge Report broke the story, and Bill Crystal on ABC was talking about what was going on, and George Stephanopoulos jumped on Bill Crystal's back on live television to accuse him of bottom feeding from internet gossip columnists. Does anybody doubt that the Monica Lewinsky affair happened with Bill Clinton? So, George Stephanopoulos is a Democratic partisan, and You know, I actually kind of like that because it makes it very hard for Democrats to refute that they run the media when a former Bill Clinton communications director and spokesperson is the main voice of ABC News. And you heard it play out in that clip with Tom Cotton.